WrestleMania. WrestleMania. Raw after WrestleMania. SmackDown after WrestleMania. We got a huge debut in AEW. This is <laughs> a lot of wrestling. A lot of wrestling. A lot of wrestling. But you know what it is. I mean, this is that WrestleMania podcast. That's what we're going to do. Um, we are going to make mentions of other things, though, uh, because it was a lot that was going on. So we're not just going to dismiss uh, Raw, SmackDown, or the big debut. Um, so let's get right into it, man. Let's not even waste no time because uh, I don't want to make a movie. So... When saw John Wick, man, that shit was almost three oh, hours long, and I was just oh like, "Oh God. shit, fuck!" Damn. I mean, it was good though. Yeah, no, 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 it was fucking good. But like, when you watch the first one, the first one was like an hour forty-one or something like that. This was two hours and forty-nine. Damn. Yeah. So it was that progression from the first, second, and I mean, all the time run times have gone up, but like this was that biggest jump. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Still a good-ass movie, though. I recommend people go see it. But anyway, we're going to get right into it. we got a match to watch for. I do. Um, it's from this past Saturday early morning for us. Um, Sonata versus uh, Kazushika Okada for the IWGP World Heavyweight Championship. Spoiler alert, Sonata won. Um, solidifying him as one of, finally, somebody else in that title picture. In New Japan, so that was dope. I think it was overdue. But it told a good story. If you follow all of his challenges and the times where he has beat Okada, but couldn't beat him for the championship, and he finally overcame that hump. So I like to see that rematch. It should be fun and where it goes from there. I like the Just Five Guys stable that he's in. Because mm-hmm. they're just five guys. Just five guys. Just five guys. Mm-hmm. Not like Five Guys Burgers, but just five guys. I can go for Five Guys Burger. Expensive. Yeah. The burgers are good. That's why you can only have them every once in a while. It's another. <laughs> I finally went to the patio. Did I tell you that? Me, I went to the patio. Oh, uh, it's not as good as it used to be. You liked it? Yeah. Oh, uh, that's because you it. didn't. You didn't. You go. didn't go yeah. before. <laughs> yeah. 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 You would have loved it. You would have loved it back then. Um, but yeah. You know, that's my master watch for. Cool. 
Uh, news and rumors? Um, what's one thing? Uh, so, the whole um, merger with UFC, uh, with Endeavor, the parent company of UFC, purchasing WWE, um, uh, and merging them with with UFC to create some kind of sports entity. First off, fucking Vince McMahon is an evil genius. Oh yeah, I'm just, I'm just gonna throw this out. I, hey, I've always, you know, I always hint at certain things about this man, but I'm just gotta tell you, this dude is a fucking evil genius. Everybody thought it was gonna be a sell, a sell, a sell, and then this motherfucker all of a sudden, oh, we're not selling. We, it's a merger. It'll be. <laughs> We're going to team with somebody. Yeah. I'm going to team with the company that I've been wanting to buy. The only thing for me, though, is that... Well, one thing is there is already a lawsuit in place to try to stop it because they feel like there's issues with it. So the SEC has to investigate that before they make it final. I think that's part of the reason why it didn't get officially announced on Raw or SmackDown. And it was just on like CNBC because mm-hmm. there's still all that red tape that they got to go through. So it's probably an agreement in principle type thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but the only thing for me that I think is going to be interesting and that I'm, I wonder about is, because Vince isn't going to be like the end-all be-all anymore, right? So what what happens when somebody tells him like that's, because that's never really been a thing. And so that's where I'm like, huh, this will be interesting. Like, what happens when the dude, the Ari Haral guy, I apologize if I'm pronouncing his name wrong, who's going to be naturally, like, the head of all things, what if he looks at something and he's like, why do the fans say this and that? And, like, well, why can't you do what you were doing before? Like, blah, blah, blah. Mm. You know what I mean? So then at that point, does Vince be like, what the fuck? Let me do the wrestling thing. Like, is it going to be an issue? Because we don't know. That's never really been a thing. Vince has always kind of, aside from, like, USA and, you know, whoever is hmm. putting the program out. But then again, even in those situations, I feel like he always ends up getting what he wants. Yeah. I mean, he still owns 49%. Right. But there's still, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's like, it, to me, this is the evil genius part about it. Because mm-hmm. like I've just made mention to, remember, back in the day, Vince wanted to buy UFC. Yeah. But remember the joke was because you can't make the outcomes that you want. You're not going to be able to. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Because he wanted to make it sort of like WWE. And then he's just like, no, you can't do that. Yeah. And he's not going to be able to. I don't think he has more power than Dana White. Like he won't be able to like fuck with UFC per se. But I think where he'll come into play is. But he will have more power than Dana White. On the WWE side of things, but the way that... The, so the power structure... Yeah, yeah, the I way they power right. structure... Yeah, like, he's yeah. not going to be able to go to Dana White and say, hey, don't don't book that for the UFC 1000. That's stupid. Mm-hmm. I want it to be this. He's not going to be able to do that. Just like Dana's not going to be able to go to, go to, WWE, to, to yeah. uh, uh, Nikon, sorry, and, or Vince and say, don't do that, do this. Mm-hmm. They're going to be... But I think where it could be an issue, where there's issues is... It's just like if Ari tells Dana White... Right now, something in UFC does not want to happen. Mm-hmm. Regardless if Dana White wants it to happen or not, it's not happening. Yeah, it's not happening, yeah. So, to me, 
what I wonder about is what happens when that happens to Vince or if that happens to Vince where he's like, I want to do this. And the head dude, Ari, is like, you know, I'm not doing that. Mm-hmm. And he's like, Vince is like, what? Because when has that ever happened? Yeah. Other than when it's absurd storylines, but that's different mm-hmm. than like a business thing and somebody's being yeah, like, we're yeah. not doing I just don't see that person interjecting himself in those uh, type of things. in those type of things. You're there to just make the money. I mean, <laughs> that's just what that is. Because I think Vince has a pretty good mind of do's and don'ts. Does he? Oh, yeah. Does he? Because <laughs> I, I watched Raw. I think, hold on. I think, and I wonder. No, no. Business-wise. As far as, 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 as business-wise okay. with the product. Okay. I mean, <laughs> gotcha. He has a certain idea of like these are the do's, these are the don'ts. Yeah. Um, this is where we can kind of tote that line, and this is where we just not, not going to go there. Yeah, we just not going to go there. Um, I mean, because of the years of doing it, right? Um, he still has a lot to learn because I still don't think he see the flaws within his own personal shit. Uh, you know how some people just. They innocent until you prove them guilty. I mean, which is, which is cool, but I think they have enough evidence to say, motherfucker, you out here, you were out here doing some shit that you weren't supposed to be doing. As as an owner of a business, um, so I'm not really trying to go there. I'm just saying, as far as the product though, I think Vince has a pretty good idea. Now, does he have an idea of what? fans want no I think he just has an idea of what Fairweather fans mm. want I think he looks at a, I think a lot what goes into it for him a lot has to do with like sales mm. uh, merchandising things of that nature and I think that's why he does the things he does I think that's why he wants to name people just Riddle because it's easier to market Riddle. Also, you have the whole scandal thing mm-hmm. going on, but I think it's easier to mark market a riddle or just one name, you know, Cesaro mm-hmm. versus uh, uh, what was it? Antonio Cesaro? Because mm-hmm. it's a whole name, and you, you yeah. Know. So, Which. I, I just think it, it with with him because he vis- he has a vision for how the product is. What happens when he doesn't really like a storyline, but it's working? Will that come into play? Like, that's what I wonder about a lot. Mm -hmm. But I get what you're saying. From a business standpoint, he knows what's just not going to fly and where not to go and what boundaries Mm -hmm. he's going to push and not push. I mean, because he's all money-driven. That's how WWE became as big as it's become. Yeah. It's because it's like, now look at us. We're selling out fucking football stadiums. Mm -hmm. That's a huge deal. Oh, yeah. To sell out a football stadium. And to sell out two nights in a row. And going forward, this is what you're going to be doing. Selling this shit out two nights in a row. That's fucking amazing, actually. When you go back and think about it, that's what this motherfucker did. I think the where the issue is going to come in to, I think... Well, I... I watching, like, Stand and Deliver mm-hmm. is not like what NXT was before and I think we talked about that but more or less yeah. like it's not like there's Braun Breaker and this is not a slight to anybody right mm-hmm. but there's Braun Breaker Carmelo 
Wesley, and then from from there, there's quality people because I like mm-hmm. Ilja Dragunov, but I don't see them as somebody that Vince being in that structure of what is gonna work and not being like, yeah, we'll push him to where Ilja will be the guy that goes against uh, Gunther again. Because yeah. that's a match that would happen in NXT UK, but it'll never happen in WWE, unfortunately, because he's going to look at him like a small guy, mm-hmm. and it doesn't make sense, and we'll call him Butch or something. You know what I mean? And that's where I think, honestly, I, I truly do believe that Vince's ego is the reason why NXT had a, a, a falling off. Mm-hmm. That's why I did because I, I think he what he did was, he said, all right now it's we finna have it start going up against, AEW. Well, AEW isn't just a developmental sort of thing. It isn't this one hour show. It's this two hour show. And it's another May. It's a like, regardless of what you think about it, this is a major show. Mm-hmm. Not, uh, uh, this is going to be a developmental, even though they have major stars on NXT that eventually went on to the main roster or left and went other What's places. Like- this is a major show. So, for you to believe that NXT was going to outdo AEW in the ratings was just... A full fucking setup to Triple H. Like you, you were setting them up because you knew it wasn't going to happen. So then you could take over. Now you don't have to hear this shit about NXT because you got to think about it. What was always the best show? Right before they did a WrestleMania, a SummerSlam, a Survivor Series, and a Royal Rumble because you always had a. That, I mean, NXT always had his own shows, but they always did a major show right before all of those. But they were always yeah. in the same town. And it's so weird to me that they're trying to do this next, what is it, Vengeance Day? Mm-hmm. On the same day as Double or Nothing. Like, at the same time. Like, I know it's on a whole other side of the, the, whole other side of the country, but still. Yeah. Yeah, Who's but watching far, that shit? But as far as ratings? On P, like, it'll be on Peacock. How many people are going to be like, I'll watch it later? Who's going to be like, well... Let me watch uh, Vengeance Day as opposed to one of the bigger, like, AEW SummerSlam. Yeah. yeah. That sounds about doesn't right. Make it doesn't any make fucking any sense. fucking sense. <laughs> it's just so stupid. And it's, why even put your wrestlers through that? Yeah. It's so stupid. <laughs> so stupid. Yeah. Um, There'll be people in the crowd, but at home. Yeah. I feel like, like I said, I feel like this uh, man set it up so then... This will happen. He can do what he wants yeah. to do. And, yeah. and he don't have to hear about NXT anymore. Right. Because you know he hears it. I mean, the motherfucker ain't dumb. He hears it. Oh, NXT is so good. NXT is this. NXT that. And then he watches it and goes, what? This isn't good. This isn't what wrestling's supposed to be. Mm-hmm. Which I know he told, didn't believe that because, I mean, one Survivor Series shit. He let NXT just run that, run through that shit. Yeah. So it's like, what are you doing? So, uh, yeah. But that's enough about Vince. What else we got in the news and rumors? Um, besides that, um, like I said, Sonata winning the championship. 
Um, we also had one of the Bushwhackers, Butch Miller. He passed away. Um, that was uh, unfortunate. Uh, but he had been sick. I guess he came over for WrestleMania weekend to do some things, was ill at one of the, like before one of the conventions, said he wasn't feeling well and had been in the hospital ever since. Um, also, there's a major announcement, I guess, from like all, all the promotions in Japan, the major promotions, New Japan, All Japan, Noah, I think Dragon Gate as well, all posted something saying an announcement coming in three days. Um, so on the 12th, they're supposed to announce something, probably another joint like stadium show. Um, like all together that they do. Um, it's kind of cool. I, I love that the Japanese promotions can work together to do like a big ass show without there being a bunch of mm-hmm. political. BS. You know what I'm gonna need Tony to do? I need him to bring that Mother's Day ROH back. Oh, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that yeah, little show to, to too. Chicago, yeah. He loves Mother's Day though. I don't know if he, he he'd have to not work because I know Mother's Day for him is like he's mm-hmm. like, that. I'm not doing shit. Man, you don't have to work. You got a good crew. You got, you got, you got people crew. in place to do that shit. Speaking of which, they hired the... Uh, ah, and I'm mad that I don't know his name. That's bad journalism. Um, but they hired the guy Somebody who from was WWE, PR. Right? Yeah, yeah, who did PR for WWE and a lot of the um, like media stuff. Um, like, Tony's serious about this shit, man. I love it. I ain't mad yeah. at him. Yep. I see. Uh, oh, you see, Rick Steiner got kicked off the school board that he was on. Oh shit! I, I believe. Yeah, I believe. Wow! It. it went all the way through to him to that. I know he got banned from WrestleCon. Yeah, but I believe they kicked him off the school board. Wow! See, it's the internet age, man. Yeah, I mean, well, because you can't hide it. Fuck yeah! I mean, you represent us. Oh right! And, yeah, and we. Yeah, I, and mean, I don't want to hear I'm drunk. Like, nah, buddy. And even if you get that under control. Yeah, even though it is the South, you know what I mean? Like, oh, but yeah. it doesn't matter. No, it doesn't this is matter. a progressive world yeah. in the end of the day. So, yeah, you're not going to be able to do that. That shit ain't going to be tolerated. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Especially if he's in a, like, a more, like, richer community, they're not going to, uh uh-uh. Yeah. They're not going to go. I feel sorry for Brom Breaker for that shit, too, because, like, yo. Uh, right at the time he turned heel too, mm-hmm. like damn, like well, my dad's views have nothing mm-hmm. to do with me. Yeah, that is this old crazy motherfucker. Mm-hmm. I don't. Yeah, and even though he might have the same views, but like I'm not gonna sit there and tell everybody that shit. <laughs> like oh, I just, I feel like there's that gap though with that like with that generation though. Oh yeah. It could be. Because I don't think he would yeah. have a problem with Giselle. Like, nobody... Half the people didn't even know she was trans until she told people. And they were like, mm-hmm. oh, for real? Like, so it was like... It was so weird. Mm-hmm. And I'm more... I'm not more mad, but I'm mad at the uh, legends who kind of just stood there and were just like, oh. Mm-hmm. And didn't say shit to them. Like, well, oh. Because they all feel the same way. <laughs> That's really what it is. Motherfucker. Because if you didn't, you, you'd have been like, nah, man, you need... Yeah, you gotta but just out of human decency, though. Okay, yeah, you're right. Let me not expect so much from humans. <sighs> Thanks, Daryl. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I try to tell you people ain't shit. <laughs> Cause I'm just saying, I couldn't imagine me or you mm-hmm. just standing there while this motherfucker, this huge ass dude, dude, regardless if he's a trans chick or not, just going in. I'd be like, "Hey, bro, what the fuck? You drunk fuck? Dude, like, you know, people ain't shit when." It's 2023. 
And we still got to tell people how to show somebody else respect. <laughs> how to be nice. Just regular Mr. How Rogers not, bullshit, bro. How to not bro. be a dick. <laughs> uh, the world rule of progress. Just don't be a dick. Yeah. Just do Like, I mean, it's crazy to be like, I mean, because you can have a viewpoint of like you don't believe in homosexuality and all that shit right you can have that view and that's totally fucking fine (laughs) but some people they see somebody they don't like it and so they feel like they have to say something and no you don't motherfucker you don't have to say anything at all (laughs) just you go about your life and that's the thing. And nine times out of ten, that person has no idea what the fuck you got going on because they weren't paying attention to your ass. They were yeah. on whatever business they got going on. And guess what? Because <laughs> they don't give a fuck about you. We don't have to have laws that sit there and say, well, we need to give the LBGTQ fucking rights. We don't have to have these laws. But we got to have these laws because people like you who cannot Can you- just not be a dick. <laughs> we're gonna have to hey, put some laws in place because these people are assholes and they don't know how to be fu- not be assholes they don't get it so if we put some laws in place like I know white people sometimes get mad at blacks because they gotta have all these laws in place well guess what just don't be a dick and you don't have to have these laws you don't have to have laws in place to protect black people but we have to have laws in place, like the fucking Crown Act, because you got people who are such fucking dicks that sit there and try to judge black people for having dreads or some shit like that. It's just fucking hair. That's all. But then you got to try to make me cut my shit because you don't like it. Because you don't understand it. Well, of course you wouldn't, motherfuckers. You're not black. <laughs> shit I don't understand everything white people have to go through <laughs> and nor do I give a fuck about what you always gotta go through because you got your life I got mine <laughs> shit like, and not to sit there and say I don't under, don't want to understand your struggles what I'm saying is is that I don't I don't have to understand every little nuance about you to know whether or not if you're a good human being or not. That's all. That's all I'm saying. And so Rick Steiner's a dick. And for no reason. And now look. What changes can you make? And I feel the same way about Kanye. I'm like, yo, and that's my man's 50 grants. Chicago. But the problem is. Everything you fucking thinking doesn't have to come out your fucking mouth. <laughs> Zip it up. <laughs> yeah. Because at the end of the day, you lost hundreds of millions of dollars. Because you feel like you had to go out and say this versus just keeping your mouth shut, using that money to make the changes that you want to make. That simple, yo. Was it worth it? That's all I gotta say. Was it worth it? Probably not.
Because the very people that you want to sit there and uplift, you're actually holding them back. Because you had a means in a way to uplift people. And you said, fuck that. Nope, I don't want to. <laughs> I mean, for real though. That's exactly what happened. Uh, is that it? That's all yeah. we got? Mm-hmm. All right, man. Let's, let's get to it, man. You know... WrestleMania 39, there were some matches that just lived up to the hype. And then, there were some matches that was a main event quality match. And when I say main event quality match, I'm not talking about the main event. I'm talking about the show before the show. On Raw. Main event. (laughs) 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 That's what I'm talking about. That type of quality match. And. Listen. I got. Some people. Like are touting this. As like. Man. They they really fucking love the show. And then. You got people like me. I'm not sure how many people are like out there like that, but I know I'm for sure in the few or maybe many that look at this show now. It was subpar. I'm not gonna say it was, you should totally shit on it if you haven't watched it yet. I'm not saying that you shouldn't go watch it, but what I'm telling you is there are some fucking highs and there are some fucking lows. <laughs> Which, if you don't mind, I'm going to start my Raw. Go ahead. My Raw was night two, the way they did the lineup. Because night one was so fucking all over the place that it was almost like when they did night two, they said, no, we got to do it like this. And it worked. It fucking worked. Because you kick off the show with Brock Lesnar. Oh my. So you knew it was going to be short. It was trash. It was four four minutes and 55 seconds. Of pure trash. <laughs> Straight up pure trash. And it's not even Omar's fault or Brock Lesnar. It was just the way this, the match was even booked. And shit. Because I mean. For Omos to really beat his ass the whole time. And then for him to take a couple of suplexes and F5. And it was over with. That shit was trash. It was like. Why are we going back and booking Brock like this again? Why are we taking a step back? Yeah. There's just just a step back. And then they gave us the Ronda Rousey and Shayna Baszler uh, Women's WrestleMania Showcase match. This this was a fatal four-way match of four tag teams. Do you want to know how long this match was? Ten minutes. No. Not even 10? Not even fucking 10. Oh, no. 7? 8 minutes and 25 Ooh. seconds. Well. And it's like, what? What? And this match was fucking trash. And then. And then. These motherfuckers went ham. 
They said, all right, now we finna give you Gunther Sheamus and Drew McIntyre. That fucking match was phenomenal. All this match was fucking great. Then they gave us Bianca Belair versus Oscar. And then you're like, oh, shit. This match is good. I don't care who you put in the ring with Oscar. I'm telling you, if you give them time and you tell a story within the match, it's always going to be a quality match. Just always. It's, it's not without fail. It's just whoever she's with, the story that she wants to go in there and tell is just always amazing. And not to sit there and shortchange Bianca Belair because she's, she's fucking dope too. Mm-hmm. She just is. I mean, she's had pretty decent matches with Carmella. Like, truth be told, nobody look at Carmella as like a top-tier female wrestler. No. But she's gone out there and put on some fucking shows with, Car- with Carmella. So for these two to actually come together, uh, then they give us a banker. And then you had Snoop defeating The Miz. After that, uh, when it was supposed to be Shane McMahon, he blows a fucking quad. Uh, <laughs> I don't mean that to be harsh. No, I'm not trying to be a dick. He went for that leapfrog. It was... Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, he blows a quad. And then Snoop had to give him... Probably the funniest people's elbow I've ever fucking seen. And he wins. That was just your break. Right there. That was your comedic relief. Give you a break. And then they give us Edge versus Finn Balor. The demon Finn Balor. The only problem I had with this match is Edge going over. That was my only problem with this match. Other than that, this match was fucking good. They gave us an 18-minute match. It probably could have gone 20 easily. But I would definitely tell you this. Finn Balor should have won this match. One, to reestablish the Demon, first and foremost. Two, to establish his fucking stable how do you not establish the judgment day mm-hmm. without Finn Balor winning so you might as well disband this group right now I don't I don't give a fuck about judgment day anymore just disband it have everybody go their separate ways we don't need it because what are we going to do? Go into Backlash where fucking Bad Bunny and Damian Priest go against each other and then Bad Bunny goes over on him too? Like, what are we doing here now? What This stable has not... First off, <laughs> I want to say shout out to whoever put that vignette together for the Edge and Judgment Day, like uh, Finn Balor's before the, sh- before the match vignette because like they made that shit look like this whole fucking story was interesting Mm -hmm. they told you a story that really never fucking existed (laughs) they literally did they sold you a dream they never talked about Finn Balor and 
the demon. And that was what's taking over and Edge and, and fucking Brood Edge. and No, they never told us this fucking story. At all. So as a Fairweather fan, you probably looking like, damn, this is what was going on? I missed so much. Yeah. You and did. really, no, you didn't miss that much. You didn't. <laughs> you didn't miss that much at all. You missed that much. <laughs> yeah. No, you didn't. And then, what did they do? They break your heart at the end. Roman Reigns, Cody. This match was fucking good. Once again, the story told in the match. All the interferences. And Cody just couldn't overcome all the interferences. But boy, was this match good. And this is the reason why Roman Reigns is on a whole nother level. He's in God mode. He is the one. Tribal chief. Until he gets challenged. At some point, we don't know. Until that challenge finally happens, he is the tribal chief of the Anoi. Uh, uh, how you say it? Anoi? Anoa. Anoa? I believe. Family. Oh, yeah, he's that guy. Because I don't even think The Rock brought as much money to that family as much as Roman Reigns <laughs> is bringing right now. <laughs> That's that dude. And I'm not going to say that The Rock didn't. The Rock probably, he brought a lot of money. He, he did his thing. But the money back then versus money right now is totally fucking different. And Roman Reigns have taken the reins. Finally. I'm not going to say finally because now this, we are on three years of this shit. Yeah, I was going to say. But like, this is his shit. I don't think he's going to have a four-year run. Though, I don't think that's happening. Mm. Which was surprising to me that they chose to have Roman Reigns go over on Cody. Because I do believe that WrestleMania 40, the plan is to have The Rock versus Roman Reigns in the main event. Yeah. I don't know if it's going to happen. He's got a lot going on. He does. But he has to have this match. It's just It's just one match. You got to free up the time. And you knew you couldn't do it this year. But you're going to have to do it next year. Mm-hmm. You got to free up the time to have that match. You just have to. Give us a good 15 minute match. Because I think that's all he's trying to aim for anyway. As far as being in ring shape. Because I think that was one of the things, right? He didn't want to sit there and go into this match. And... You only can put on a fucking Brock Lesnar match four hours and fifty four four minutes and fifty five seconds. Right, he, right. No, he don't want to do that. You know, you want to get into that 15, 16 minute range. Which, by the way, how long the Roman Reigns Cody Rose match was? Twenty minutes. Thirty four minutes. and oh, that's thirty five seconds. Yeah, it didn't feel like it was that long. No, either. it didn't. That's how good that yeah. story was. It told a good story. Yeah. So, that was my Raw. Night 2. Night 2. As a whole. Okay. 
Your bad, sir. I mean, you're, you're wrong. My bad. My wrong. Um, if I had to give a raw for uh, a whole show, it'd be night one um, over night two. But my raw is for the triple threat uh, between Sheamus, uh, Drew McIntyre, and Gunther. Um, that match was really good. Yeah. It's just a hoss fight, man. Not, but that was night two, though. I know that was night oh, okay. two. But I still like night one better yeah. as okay. a whole. Uh, but um, I just thought this match was a perfect display of everybody. Even though I wanted Sheamus to win to have that WrestleMania moment of having the Grand Slam. Um, because I feel like if he would have pinned Drew McIntyre, especially with the issues Drew McIntyre is having with his contract and if he's going to re-sign and all that, um, to me... You could give Sheamus that moment. It gives Gunther something worthwhile going into back backlash. Mm-hmm. Um, so I felt, felt like that was a ready-made story because you could even have Sheamus just win it and then keep it for a month, have a couple bangers, and then, you know, at backlash, lose it. And mm-hmm. we're back to normal. But that's a good little break for Gunther. And he never, he could go by, you know, the whole thing of the ring is sacred and triple threat matches aren't part of this and da-da-da-da-da. Mm-hmm. And I didn't even get pinned and lost my belt. It's bullshit. Yeah. I feel like it's easy. It's one of those easy storylines to build another match. But that you know I what I love about this the most, though, is that he won without any interference. Yeah, that was dope. Um, but I, I, and they but, put on a fucking show. Right, they put on a show. I just felt like the match-wise, how it was put together, was so good yeah. um, and entertaining. And uh, they didn't do too much or too little. It was it was just right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love that match. I really do. You know... WWE better pay Drew McIntyre because that pandemic. He was holding it down. Yeah, he was holding it down. He was definitely holding it down, you know, until they finally, obviously, gave the reins to one Roman Reigns. Um, Yeah, you're bad. I'm going to let you go again. Oh, okay. Uh, My bad. I'm going to give my bad to... um, I feel like it's a missed opportunity not having um, everybody from Judgment Day go over. Only because I felt like that was a chance for you to establish some other group. It's a hot tag. But I felt like Dominic could have won. I'm okay with Ray having a happy story. Fine, whatever. But I feel like Finn Balor could have won. And they could have, you know, used Damian Priest somehow. We've seen that in Hell in a Cell before. Um, Dominic could have won. Because I feel like in Puerto Rico, with Dominic coming in, like I beat my dad, blah, 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 um, over Ray. Oh, my God. Those fans, Puerto Rican fans, if you guys don't know, are like crazy. Like, these, they got to be told, don't throw shit. Like, they're wild. They get turned up and into it. That being said, I feel like that atmosphere for a heel, um, Dominic coming off of a win over his dad was like ready-made. But who am I? So... That, for me, was a bad because I feel like, again, it's a lost opportunity. Um, as much as I thought WrestleMania was it was decent, that right there for me was like, damn, you could have took this a WrestleMania moment and built on this because there were issues with it. It's kind of working. This would push it over the top. but Yeah. Missed opportunities. That's what I see. I see a missed opportunity to get all my over. I've seen a missed opportunity to get damage control over. Listen, the build, the rumor is that Trish Stratus is actually going to turn. 
Fuck that. Just give me... Because WrestleMania was so vanilla. They didn't really hit us with the surprises and the pops and give us the real big fanfare that we've become accustomed to and used to. Um, first off, I mean, the only thing that they did that really surprised us, because I didn't even fucking know Snoop was supposed to be hosting. Maybe it was just I was missing that. During the I don't think he was announced, but they were, you know, in Hollywood. So it was like L.A., Hollywood, you know, yeah, but Cali. I'm just saying, the whole time it was the Miz. It was the Miz the whole time. And all of a sudden, Snoop is fucking hosting with him. Yes, I'm like, where the fuck did this shit come from? Surprise, man. But missed opportunity. Dominic should have went over. That should have been the heartbreak. Rey Mysterio getting inducted into the Hall of Fame, but losing to his son. That 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 was going to be similar to when when Owen Hart was supposed to have his moment. Beats his brother, only for his brother to go against Yokozuna later on that night and knock off Yokozuna to become the champion. Like, that, that's how similar this was supposed to be. Like... There's this happy moment, and then there's this, like, down moment. Mm-hmm. You lost to this motherfucker. And Dominic should have got over, and he should have won dirty. I, I don't care how he w- would have won, but it should have been dirty. Then Finn Balor should have won clean. Reestablishing the Demon King. Mm-hmm. And then obviously Rhea Ripley, she puts on a banger of a match with Charlotte, and she does go over without any interference, without nothing going on. Um, just woman to woman. I don't know how you would say mano y mano in <laughs> Spanish, but, but that's, that's what they did. And just put on a great match, and she goes over. Um because to me, is another missed opportunity to establish uh, a tag team. Um, and I'm going to go over another one. Street Profits. They win at WrestleMania just to get a match against um, KO and Sami Zayn only to lose. And it was like, what? hold on. What are we doing? Like, can we just, I would, I would rather you, and this is what AEW probably gets it right, right? Where I'd rather you just have me go against other people, other people until it's time. For me to be in that, yeah. Yeah, to be in that, in that spot. And then if you have me lose, then it makes sense. Mm -hmm. Not when I, when we finally just get reestablished. As a winning tag team. And then you have us go out there and lose the fucking next fucking night. So to speak. Not the next night, but two nights two later. Two nights later. Like, what? What is this? Feed somebody else to them. Don't feed us. Feed Braun Strowman and Ricochet. That wouldn't make sense. Yeah. They don't need the fucking victory. Feed them to them. So, and then 
Austin Theory and John Cena. We missed another opportunity. Because I don't think anybody came away from that Austin Theory John Cena match and said, you know what? Austin Theory, now you're that guy. Yeah. You really established. Just because you beat John Cena. And it's like, no. You didn't. It's you didn't establish enough. anything. <laughs> All it is is that you gave him a nut shot and then you beat him with your finisher in a whack-ass match. It wasn't a good match at all. So, I'm with you. I think it was just, it wasn't just that. I think it was just establishing motherfuckers, period. Mm-hmm. They didn't do that. Because guess what? You can establish somebody in a loss. Logan Paul lost. But, I think everybody got to sit there and say, listen, this dude's a fucking heel. He's a fucking really good heel. He's an annoying heel. And he's an annoying heel that can go out there and put on a fucking show. That's who he I'll is. I admit that, yeah. <laughs> That's exactly who he is. And if he ever wanted to just do this full time, people would love this guy. They just would. You, you would love to hate him. You'll love to love him. And no matter what, if he decided to become a baby face, if he stays still, no matter what, you would love, love this to, guy yeah. because this guy can just fucking flat out go. But I would say this, though. It, it makes sense to just make him an attraction because the way he wrestles, you cannot do that. Yeah, on a night-in, night-out yeah. basis. Not, yeah. not somebody just started. No. Well, even if you... Was somebody that? Yeah, Viking though does. Yeah, but some but some people listen. Not everybody's created equally. No, that's what, that's <laughs> what I mean. There's some people who can do it. Yeah, but for his style, he. I feel like once There's you very few people you that can have do it. to yeah. like wrestle a long time to mm-hmm. be able to have like that kind of motor yeah. that he does already. Mm-hmm. So that's already a gift. But to do that in night in night out would be asking him a lot. Yeah, yeah, maybe too much. Because you got to be a freak of nature to be able to do mm-hmm. that. And I ain't going to sit there and say that nobody can. But very few can. Not too many can do it every night. Uh, and even then, though, Viking, I mean, their schedule versus WWE schedule. Is oh, totally yeah, different. totally different. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, so that was my bad. You're ugly. My ugly is um, raw. The fact that Vince clearly was, you know, maybe not in control per se, but the end-all, be-all of it was very apparent. And I felt like, again, if you're not going to capitalize on Cody being this white-hot baby face that it could have made sense, him winning, and just do it, fine, whatever. But then to go into the next night and pretty much do nothing to kind of reestablish his momentum, anything like that was ridiculous in my opinion. Only because, why make it harder on yourself? Why are we trying to reinvent the wheel? Just, like, it doesn't make any sense. And, um, like I was telling Stuart earlier, before we started the podcast, my thought process is, part of this has to do with Roman Reigns not being available for the Puerto Rico uh, show for Backlash, and they need a big match for it, and you do Brock Lesnar versus Cody, 
But I just don't feel like this is the vehicle to get there. And I feel like... I think it only makes sense if Cody's going over. But I, I don't trust you in, a, in yeah, order that's for, the thing. Yeah. Right. <laughs> for that to actually happen. And you better not give me this and then all of... Well, you can't. Because as long as Roman's holding the titles... Brock can never face him again. But we've always, we've seen weird stuff. Like, put that on the line. Let's change the stipulation. And if I win the stipulation changes. They start doing stuff like that. Then I'm like, man. But yeah, I just felt like two times in a row, you're able to capitalize and at least reestablish some momentum. And you don't do that. And, And to me, for a casual fan, I feel like this is kind of whack. Because... As a casual fan, I I feel like you would book the happy ending mm-hmm. for casual fans because who wants to keep turning in for disappointment? Like nobody wants to do that. That's not compelling. You know what I mean? Like I can't think of the last TV show that had like a storyline in it that ended where I was like, oh, what the fuck? Like, mm-hmm. you know where they fucked up at? And and I'm with you. It wasn't just Raw. It was SmackDown too. It was like, it was, it was, it didn't feel like a Raw or a SmackDown after WrestleMania. WrestleMania. At all. It had none of that feel to it whatsoever. But instead of handicapping it to that person that would have had to wrestle last night and he can't wrestle for the title, it could have just said, you have to find somebody and they cannot wrestle they cannot be eligible to wrestle for his universal heavyweight, undisputed universal mm-hmm. heavyweight title. And then you could have had Matt Riddle come out. Mm-hmm. And the reason why is because on SmackDown, what did you establish? Fucking Matt Riddle coming out. So we sat there. You had to wait all night. To have Brock, Cody versus Solo and Roman. Only for this fucking match to never happen. You know how pissed off of a fan I would be if I actually had tickets to that show and thinking that this was finna happen? Yep. Something? You didn't even get a match. The turn happened before the match even fucking happened. I'm like, man, you could have got us a tussle or something. <laughs> something. <laughs> but, no. This was, you know, obviously, I really thought that they was going to give us the rematch that night. And Cody goes over. That's why, honestly, because it was was like, yo, you guys didn't give us any, you didn't give us anything. Anything. Nothing to go home happy about. Yeah, throughout this whole fucking Raw. Nothing. Fade to black. (laughs) This whole Raw was trash. Trash. All you got, really, that was probably the most exciting thing was Triple H opening the show. And... Kind of making a reference to the Endeavor. Is it Endeavor or Endeavor? In, I thought it was Endeavor. I, it probably might be Endeavor. You know, I'm... I'm yeah, whatever. Them. To, to that, to that uh, deal. You know, 
But nothing else. There's really... I kind of fast forward through a lot. Yeah. I mean, because it was that boring. Like, yeah, I tried really. to watch it live. That's, that's how I first initially did it. And then when I saw, like, yo, this shit ain't going nowhere. <laughs> I stopped watching and just said, fuck that. I'll just... I don't need to watch this shit anyway because the national championship is on. Shout out to my Yukon Huskies and shit. I knew he was watching that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking yeah. Five time. Five time. Five time. Five, five time national champions. That's the way dogs. That's them dogs. Woo. Man, I was geeked. I'm sure you were. And I'm talking about people wasn't too happy about the national championship game, especially because it wasn't as exciting as the women national championship game, which that game was fucking amazing. Because just when you thought LSU was about to blow the shit out of fucking Iowa, Iowa comes back. But then LSU took that punch, a couple of punches, and then said, nah, now nah, we finna reestablish ourselves, put our foot on y'all throats, and we gonna take this shit home. And they did. That was, I mean, you talking about some drama. I mean, they gave it to you in that game. The thing is, the Huskies beat everybody by double digits. Yeah. <laughs> Throughout the whole fucking tournament. And on top of that, the one thing that people may not have known for those college fans who paid attention, who watched the tournament and everything, the Huskies had not lost outside of their conference the whole year. The only teams they lost to were to Big East teams. They did not lose to any Big Ten, any WAC, any MAC, any ACC. AAC was SEC Pac-10 Pac-12 wherever you want to call these motherfuckers nowadays Big 12 they did not lose to any other conference so it made sense that when they got into this shit they blew everybody out by double digit wins so I understand it wasn't exciting for y'all but damn it that shit was exciting for me I was happy. I was geek. And I ain't gonna lie. It was some fucking drama because San Diego State was starting to come back. They were starting to sit there and take everything that UConn had and they was looking like they was gonna come back. But then we reestablished ourselves and let these motherfuckers know why we the motherfucking Huskies. Why we consider blue bloods. And why the fuck we got four national championships and you are gonna give us our fifth one. And they did that shit. So shout out. To my Yukon Huskies. Yeah. Alright. This is my ugly now. After I went through that whole little <laughs> thing. My ugly was both shows. I know I think I did ugly already. But my ugly was both shows anyway. I just want to go back. <laughs> And say that, not to sit there and say that I didn't enjoy some of the wrestling, but it was just some. It wasn't a lot. 
It was very few and far in between. And, yeah, that was it. The only other thing that really isn't ugly for me that I got to make mention to, that I didn't like, so I'm not going to sit there and say it's my ugly, so don't quote me on that. <laughs> I want everybody sitting there saying, oh, motherfucker, you tripping. It ain't even my back. I want nobody sitting there saying, oh, man, this was your back. All I'm saying is, I didn't like this. Me and Ms. Miller was talking earlier, and I said, man, I didn't like that Jay White attacked Ricky Starks. I said, because it's too much fucking going on. <laughs> it's just too much. And I'm like, yo, what are we doing? It's too much story. I mean, you can do that. It's possible that you could just give us too much. And I didn't need that right now. I could have... We could have had him attack anybody else. I don't give a shit. We could have just had him show up. We could have just had him show up. Because how big is that? To just have Jay White on the show cut a promo after what we just got at Raw... And what we're finna get at SmackDown. This dude is right in between that. And and, and and already knowing, right, that Roman Reigns is not even gonna be on SmackDown. Right. So this was the this was gonna be the biggest focal point of the week. Jay White is all elite. Boom. Alright. It writes itself. It writes. It does, though. I'm just like, yo, this is too. Because for me, it just is. Is Ricky starts happening to do too much? Mm-hmm. It's too much of. It, it's a big break in between. Yeah, yeah I got you. And I was just like, nah, man. I don't. I don't because one. Now you're going into a situation, right, where you don't want Ricky starts to lose. Then you don't want Jay White to lose because you want Jay White to be able to establish himself. Yeah, he can come up and he can end up taking the L, or whatever. But it's going to be a feud, right? You're not just going to do a one off or a two off. You're going to probably have like three matches mm-hmm. at the very least. And then. Are you going to have Jay White take two of those L's? Hopefully not. But then are you going to have Ricky Starks take two L's? So then it's like, come on, man. I thought we was really trying to, at some point, not right now, but at some point, because Ricky Starks is so hot, to reestablish him to go against MJF. Because that's who I think is going to take the title off of. Or that's who needs to be the one to take the title off of MJF. Which, fuck, that's... Him and Roman Reigns are like 1A and 1B and fucking top heel champions right now. In in the industry. Like, some dudes... Them dudes is like fucking amazing. Mm -hmm. Uh, You can turn on the TV, you can watch both of them, you're never going to be disappointed. You just... It would, it would, honestly, I think if it wasn't for Roman Reigns getting into acting, I don't know if we would get this Roman Reigns right now. Because he had to show range? Yeah. 
Because this dude's facial expressions, the way he just sit there and just like controls the camera. I mean, and his promos are so much better. Because he's able to be naturally himself. That's the biggest yeah. thing. Yeah. Yeah. He don't got to be nobody else. Just him. Mm-hmm. Dude, I had the craziest dream. I had the, I had a dream that, first off, I don't know why I had got so emotional, but Jay Cargill left AEW and signed with WWE. And then they made Paul Heyman her manager. And I started crying. Because I'm like, oh, this is so great. She can really use that. And she's going to be like this fucking greatest wrestler ever. I don't know what was going on in my dream. And why I got so fucking emotional. But I said, damn it. Wouldn't that be some shit? If it's anybody that can live up to the hype on a female level. Of Brock Lesnar, Roman Reigns, it would be Jay Cargill with having Paul Heyman. Now, I'm not saying that this should happen to AEW or WWE, but I was just like, damn, that that would be really fucking interesting. I can see them like he can really like. She's already over, dude. It'd be to the moon and back, and then some. Mm -hmm. If that if that was to happen, like damn. Because he's so knowledgeable about wrestling and what you should do. What you should and yeah. Do. yeah. And it's like, that's a mind that, honestly, that dude, when he goes into the Hall of Fame, I think it's just, it should just be him. And he should have a three-hour fucking Hall of Fame <laughs> thing where, because like, truth be told, outside of Vince McMahon, who, who has a better mind in wrestling than he does? Oh, yeah. It's just like it's just hands down. That dude's fucking great. He's phenomenal. Love Paul Heyman. I'm a Paul Heyman guy. Um anyway. Do you have anything else to add? Nothing? Cool. Then we're gonna go ahead and end this show. I told you guys that we weren't gonna try to make this a movie. And uh look at that. We just at an hour. Just at an hour. So with that said, be sure to check out 1515 Nav and all other content. Be sure to rate, subscribe, review to the podcast. You can find us on uh, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or any other podcast platforms you choose to use, such as Stitcher and all that other good shit. Um, <laughs> just <laughs> type in 1515 Nav. You should find a podcast such as Equal Opposites, Love and Hip Hop, The Rundown, Wrestling Roundtable, Studio Flow, Slurred Truth. Or if you want to just go straight to our website, 1515Nav.com. Go ahead and pull on that uh, podcast. All the podcasts pop up. Follow the Instagram. All of them. Uh, you had something else to add? No, I said all of them. Oh, oh yeah. I, th- I thought you said, oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> 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 Click on the Amazon banner. Go support the site. We greatly appreciate that. And with that said, it is me, Stir the Pearl. It's Miller. And we out. Jamming on the one. You are now listening to The Raw, The Bad, 